Can you smile? Amen. Amen. If you're happy, notify your face. <laughs> Take that frown off, put a smile in its place. If you love Jesus, tell it to the human race. If you're happy, notify your face. <laughs> Well, glory. Well, I tell you what, I've enjoyed the ministry of these men. They've fed my soul. Brother Nance done a tremendous. If you keep on preaching like you're preaching, you're going to be known as a fanatic. <laughs> They'll shun you like there's something wrong with you. That's right. I told Brother Con, you done a, Brother Con done a good job with you. And... Uh, I mean, they have Metroplex meetings down there. There's only 28 churches in the Metroplex. There's not very many down there, you know. There's only five within five miles of me. They have a meeting. You think they're going to call me? He won't. If, if he does come, it's going to be like a sore thumb in the crowd. Because he's going to stand against everything we want to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So they don't invite me. I can care less, really. Amen. Glory. My presbyter said, I said, uh, well, I come over to vote you in. John Kershaw is my presbyter. And he said, uh, oh, yeah. I said, I know why you come to vote me in. He said, because you do what you want to do, and you let me do what I want to do. I said, you've got it right, perfectly right. You just leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> I used to tell my daddy and the Lord, Brother Upton, I said, sorry, you Oklahomans, Okie's here today. I said, how can you be in Oklahoma and believe what you believe? He said, I just do what I want to do, and they do what they want to do. Glory. But you know, thank God it don't have to be like in Kansas. You've got a tremendous district superintendent. He's his first lady. These are precious people. You know, I'll tell you, if I won in Texas, I'd be in Kansas. I really would. Glory. And the only reason why I'm there is because God sent me there. And uh, I love the Lord today, don't you? Amen. Praise God. I know it's late, but, uh, well... I preached with the calendar. He said we did, so. Amen. My throat's rough, but my soul is, I'll tell you what, I've wept and cried and preached all night. And if I give you half of what God gave me, I'll be doing a good job today. Glory. But uh, each one was so good. I'm, I'm no, I know you've been standing, I, not because of me, but I want you to rest a few minutes because we might be sitting a while. Amen. I'm not promising to get out of here at 1 o'clock. I don't know. I'm through when God's through. And uh, I've got something, you know. I've all, I, God always gives me them kind that you look, huh? <laughs> them questionable kind, you know. <laughs> what I want to do is just stir you up a little bit, your thinking, to walk away from here with, you know, I used to go to them deeper life conferences. This was years ago. And I'd, I'd walk away and, and uh, 
I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions. And, uh, but I found out there's only one way to really have a move of God. is to pray and fast. That's the only way we can have one. Forget about everybody else and just get you a good place to pray and fast. Everyone say praise the Lord. Once you turn your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah. Glory. Now everyone has preached different. Brother Terry Lee liked to tore my message up, some of it. And uh, but not he's not going on the line that I went. I'm gonna go on today that the Lord dealt with me about. I come to Kansas, I've been preaching Brother Westberg three services, and I come with an open heart. And to receive what God would want for each and every service. And that which I'm going to deliver now is something that is just in the last few days that God began to deal with me about. I want to preach about a dreamer. Everyone say a dreamer. Oh, preacher, you're going way out now. Well, I'm just a way out preacher. <laughs> I can't help it. If God had not dealt with me through dreams and visions in Balk Springs, Texas, I don't know where I'd be today. Glory. I haven't got enough mental ability to pastor what I've pastored. My son pastored now, but through the years gone by, without the help and the things of God in order to lead me. I want you to turn to the book of Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Verse number 28, just a few verses of scripture I want to read. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the shaft to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as of a fire, saith the Lord? And like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Therefore, I behold, I am against the prophet, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. Certainly that's not tape ministry, is it? <clears throat> well, behold, I am against the prophet, saith the Lord, that useth their tongue and say he saith. That's the reason why you've got to be real careful. To make sure God's saying what He's saying, not against what we think that we're saying. Because let me just say this before I read any farther. I want you to look at me. I've been in counseling stations, and someone's, and I remember one time a person told me, said, You haven't told me a thing I don't already know. I said, I know it. And I said, Unless He intervenes and gives me something to tell you, you're going to walk away from here without nothing whatsoever. And all of a sudden, it was like someone just conked me on the head. Ponk. And I said what the Lord had given me. And they said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I said, don't thank me, thank him. He's the one done. I didn't do nothing. Amen. All right, let's go a little bit farther. In the book of Jeremiah 23rd, we're still in, we're in verse number uh 31, 32, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err, and cause my people to err from their, and 
by their lies and by their lightness. Yea, I sent them not, not commanded them therefore, that they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. I want to say before we go any farther, Brother Dudley, thank you for inviting us to come. And uh, these meetings are very, very essential. I won't tell you what, I'd rather, I'm not against general conference. I don't know whether I'll go to it or not. And, but I'd rather go to a meeting such as this. I really would, to get my soul fed, than to go to meetings and so forth where uh, one's competing against another and so forth. I pray that we're not, we don't try to compete. I'm not trying to compete with nobody. I'm trying to open my heart and give you something that God has given me to give to you to this assembly. So, Brother Dudley and all you that was in charge, all you men that was in part of it, thank you so much. God bless you for having these services. And I didn't have to be here because I'd have been out there anyway. Uh, but because I'm here, I want to do that which God wants me to do. Shall we bow our heads? Thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord, to open our hearts unto thee. Speak to us, Lord, today. Help us, O God. Lead us in the direction, God, thou have us to go, God. Anoint thy servant. Anoint him, God. He's unworthy to be anointed, God. But, Lord, with thy help, God, you can help us. Help us today, O God. Speak to us. We'll praise. We'll give thee the glory. And everyone say in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. And everyone say, praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. I'll try not to keep you too long today because I know that that dinner is between me and you. Amen. I want Brother Dudley, if you get the book of Job, 33rd chapter, verses 14 through 17. I want you to read it in just a little while. Now, when Jeremiah, the prophet, the Lord began to speak about him of dreams... This is something that uh, many of the, the prophets of old, God was so richly endowed them with the direction that he wanted them to have through a dream or through a vision of God. And uh, now what I'm, what, the reason why I'm preaching this is that uh, the hung, I, I want to stir a hunger in your heart to ask God, you ministers of the gospel, so forth, to ask God to deal with you in this measure. Now, a lot of people, they say that I do have dreams. Others say that I don't have many dreams. But uh, I'm quite an unusual dreamer. I have dreamed for many, many years and also seen the uh, portions of visions, this, that, and the other. But I want, to, I want to share with you tonight, this morning, a burdened heart which the Lord has given me. And we find the Bible tells us, and I'm not going to preach about Daniel. Daniel, the, he was the interpreter of dreams. Prophets of old were great interpreters of dreams. And it came to pass just exactly like they said it would happen. Now let me say this to also to the ministers. That to look for direction and seeking direction from God. This is a beautiful avenue in order to ask God to give you perfect direction. Now, I'm an, I'm an unusual, I don't think that a person should just throw their hat in and hope that it hooks on something before somebody throws it out. Because we've got enough devils around this world in some places, in some churches, sad to say, that'll throw your hat out as quick as you can throw it in. 
But when God puts you there, there's not a devil in hell that's going to take you out. God, just give me, just get, I'm going to warm up my throat a little bit. There's not a devil in hell that can change you or give you uh, uh, a different direction because you know the perfect mind and the will of God. The only reason why I'm in Box Springs, Texas, because uh, several about a year, year and a half before I went to Dallas, God began to deal with me in a dream. And uh, I dreamed of Brother O.W. Williams, and uh, I dreamed of the church, and uh, all of these things. And, and I thought, well, no, that, that'll never happen. That'll never happen in my lifetime. But uh, it wasn't long until I seen it begin to happen, begin to put together. Then God gave me a dream that he was through with me where I was at. And uh, he showed me uh, so beautifully in a dream. And I was, I was amazed and, and to the fact. In fact, uh, he let me know that the church that I was at, that, that I was no longer needed to be there because I was death to them. And that uh, he had some other thing for me to do. And so dreams are a very vital part of our life. Amen. Now, I knew uh, you'd be quiet, and I knew that you got a lot of questions in your mind, but I want to blow them apart today by the help and grace of God through the word of the Lord. All right, the Bible tells us in the book of 1 Kings, before I go, that Jews had a great reward for dreams, and they observed them, and they applied. Now, and, and God revealed his will many times in dreams. Amen. And... Uh, and so many times we've got to ask the Lord, and I have in my life, uh, what this really meaneth. I was preaching in West Texas several years ago, and I'm either in revival or preaching revival somewhere. I, I'm gone all the time. And, um, but uh, I, I remember dreaming that night, and I had preached hard to the church. And I told the pastor, I said, Pastor, I've got a word from the Lord for you. And he said, what? I said, I said, what you need to do is to start packing your suitcase. I said, this church will kill you as well as I'm sitting here today talking to you. If you don't pack your suitcase and go, oh, I've got it under control. I said, you may think you've got it under control, but God showed me last night in a dream, and he showed me this church. And I'm telling if you know what's good for you, you better hightail it before they kill you. Two weeks later, he called me in Dallas, and he said they pulled guns on me, and he said they was ready to kill me. And he said, I remembered what you had told me. He said, can I come to Dallas? I said, come on. I got a place for you. I said, you can start preaching, do whatever you want to do. I'll make you feel at home, help you, give you money, whatever. But I said, I'm telling you, as I told you before, you need to flee for your life. You know, God has different special means of talking to his people. Amen. Glory. Everyone say praise the Lord. Here we find in 1 Kings, the Bible speaks about the great man Solomon. And I want to bring this just for a few minutes. And, uh, and uh, Jeremiah, before I get off of, the, off of the text here, let me just hit some things. The Bible said his word's like a fire. And it is like a fire. It's like a hammer. It many times begins to beat us and begin to break us to the place where we need to be. Amen. He spoke of men that prophesy false things and false dreams and, and uh, causes the, the people to err by lies and so forth. And uh, 
But the burden that he began to speak to Jeremiah about and the prophets of old that had this great heritage of seeing the things of the Lord, uh, it was... Uh, it was something beautiful then. I want you to look at 1 Kings here. Let's hurry along. And the Bible said, verse number 5, And Gideon the Lord appeared unto Solomon, 1 Kings 3 and 5. And by in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Glory. I thank God for dreams. My wife come in my room, and she come in. I was sleeping later that morning because I'd been up late that night. And I was, I was carrying on such a racket in that bedroom in there. She, what is going on? And there I was. I said, oh, honey, I don't know why you want to wake me up for. I was in one of the greatest revival services that I've seen for quite some time. And I was in the midst of shouting. She said, yeah, I know you're tearing everything up. I said, I was shouting and laying hands on everything I could get my hands on. And I said, oh, what a move of God I was in. And, and, I, and I just started, and, and she said, and when she woke me up, I was talking in tongues, just talking in tongues, talking in tongues, loving God, just talking in tongues, talking in tongues, loving God. Now some of you say, you crazy. Well, honey, don't wake me up, would you? If I'm if I'm if I'm a dreamer, well, just let me dream on, honey. My faith is settled in this word, glory. And people get the Holy Ghost in my ministry, and I don't talk them in talking in tongues like it's been accused of me either. Man told me the other day I was, was several years ago I was preaching in Bastrop, Louisiana, and I preached a great revival in the state of Mississippi. They was 37, got the Holy Ghost, and the man asked me, he said, "Would you ever think about coming over sometime and pastoring where we're at?" I said, "It'd have to be God." I said, "I'm not really interested." He said, "I want to tell you something. All those that got the Holy Ghost." Back many years ago when you preached there, had still got the Holy Ghost today or have died still filled with the Holy Ghost. Now you can't beat that record. Glory. Well, all right. Let's go to the Father. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as his walk before thee in truth and in righteousness and unrighteousness and of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him the, the, the great kindness that thou hast given him, a son to sit on the throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of the David thy, my father, and I am but a little child. Glory, a little child. Let me just, let me, you know, we are so highly educated with degrees like a thermometer on us. And we ain't got a common sense hardly to relate to a little child anymore. Let me just tell you a story. I like to use this story. Uh, a little girl, she's getting ready to go to bed. Mom and Dad said, make sure you pray before you go to bed. And the little girl said, well, said well, since you've asked me to go ahead and go to bed, said, I'm going to go pray. She said, you all need anything? Do you need anything? The simplicity of a child. A child will jump off of a big high wall and say, jump! And it, it just, boom, it'll come. You don't worry about, it don't measure distances. Glory. 
I was praying the other day, and I said, hey, God's, God, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of the men that always walk out on the end of a limb somewhere and wonder and then pray, God, hurry up and get under me and build a scaffold of some kind to help me and hold me up. But the Lord let me know if I walked into thin air and stepped, he could build a platform in thin air that I could stand on if it was God. Well, I guess I got the wrong thing, Brother Dudley, but I don't have the right, wrong thing. I got the right thing. And the Bible said that he appeared unto Solomon in a dream. All right, let's go a little farther now. And the Bible said, David, my father, and I, instead of David, my father, and I'm but a little child. I know not how to go out and to come in. Now, that's our problem. Oh, let's study up the Hebrew. Let's study up the Greek. Oh, yeah, let's get her down real good, Brother Moody. Let's, let's just know exactly. I mean, never put one step forward unless we've got it all figured out. Now, substance is, a, the Bible said, faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. The unseen, the impossible. How does the operation of the gift of faith operate? Let me just share with you one thing. You see it before it happens. You see them walking before they walk. You see the person pray through before they're praying through. You see the tongue before they see the tongue. It's there. You see the blind see before. Oh, they don't do it no more. Malcolm Seal, you wouldn't have a little girl today if I hadn't have prayed. That little girl, God honored it 16 years ago. Let me just tell you, since Malcolm Seal's here, come to me last night as I went home. There was a lady come to me, and she said, I've got a child in the hospital that's dying. It's going to be a vegetable. They gave no hope for it whatsoever. I want you to go pray for it. I went over and prayed for it. I didn't, I didn't make no long prayer hall. Dear holy God of the universe, I want you to look down at thy little humble servant. And I want you to do something real special for me today. No, I didn't do nothing. I just walked in. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God, take care of this child and heal it. I didn't know where the child was going or what was going to happen to it. But God knew exactly what was going to happen. And the mother came to the church and said, I want to give you the child. said, give it to somebody that can use it. She said, I don't want the child. Uh, and, I, and, and so I first one I called, Malcolm Seal. I said, uh, Brother Seal, I said, I got a baby up here. He'd been praying for years for a blonde-haired, blue-eyed baby girl. I didn't know. And the first thing he asked me, he said, he said, what color hair has it got? I said, Lord, I don't know what color hair it's got. It's, it's just a baby girl. That's all I know. What color eyes? I said, I don't know what color eyes it's got. And when he came to pick it up, he said, just exactly what I ordered. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed little girl to raise. Glory. Is that right, Brazil? And he took it to the doctor, and the doctor, they gave him at the hospital a big sheet of bunch of papers. I never forget you show them to me. What was wrong with her and what wasn't wrong with her, a stack of papers, real thick. And he took the child to the Silsby doctor down there, and the, they gave every x-ray that they could give to it, every examination they could, and gave that child a perfect bill of health. And she's 16-year-old today, and she's a beautiful young girl. Honey, if I'm a dreaming in this thing, wake me up. 
And the Bible said that the Lord came unto Solomon, school of the Father, and my, and my servants in the midst of thy people, which has chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor count for the multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge my people, that I may discern between the good and the bad, and who is able to judge this thy so great a people. And the speech pleased the Lord. And Solomon asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself a long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor asked for the life of thine enemy, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there will be none like thee before thee, neither shall there be may rise alike unto thee. And the Bible said, verse 15, skipping down, saving time. And Solomon awoke. Behold, it was a dream. It was so real. Amen. I want to tell you what. God gives dreams that's so real. Hallelujah. He gives direction. He gives inspiration. You say, well, I'm just not much of a dreamer. I didn't dream last night either. But the last thing I asked God, I said, God, could it be possible that you could give me a dream tonight? All right, I knew I was going to cross some factors here, but that's all right. I'll cross them. Hallelujah. Solomon asked in prayer, give me, give me. Amen. I'm just a child. I said, I don't know my comings in, my goings out. Give me understanding of heart. And, uh, and I, need some, uh, I need some help. Now we go to the, the school and get our degrees to how to deal with our people. I mean, our wives is not sufficient enough to be able to counsel with the women nowadays. They've got to have a degree somewhere hanging on the wall. And I want to tell you what, I want to tell this to the preacher. You don't need to say I'm counseling, just say I'm talking to you because you get in trouble with the law saying you're a counselor when you had not got a degree hanging on the wall saying that you are a counselor. But we are a counselor through God, amen, that's given us the ability. He would not have called you to a place and not equipped you to hand for the certain situation that come up. Now, how does this deal with a hole in this comfort? All right, just, just hold on. Let me stay with you for a while. I want you to stay with me. And listen, amen, that God, amen, deals with the heart of his people. He loves his people. He wants to watch over his people. He loves you with a godly love. It's not his will that any should perish, but all come to repentance. It's his will to love you. He wants to love you. Everyone say praise the Lord. Let's go just a little bit farther into this. Hallelujah. God said, I will give it to you, Solomon. I want to give it to you. And let me just say this, that God wants to give us the place, the city where we're at. I want, uh, Brother Dudley, would you read Job the 33rd chapter, verses 14 through 17. For God speaketh once. For God speaketh once. Yea, twice. Yea, twice. Yet man perceiveth it not. Oh, I just, I just. 
My infinite mind cannot perceive what God is actually trying to tell me and give me direction of that which I need. Go ahead. In a dream. In a dream. Listen. Go ahead. In a vision of the night. In a vision in the night. When now, wait a minute. Now, this is Job saying now. He's in the lowest places that he could be. Amen. He was looking for direction from God. He was looking for a vision from God. Amen. Here he was full of boils from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. He didn't know which direction to go. Hey, if you ain't never been there, I've been there, my friend. Amen. It seemed like nobody loved him. Nobody cared about him. His three physicians of friends, amen, mocked him and made fun of him. Amen. They did not have the answer from God for him, but he said in a dream, go ahead, in a vision of the night, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth, oh, when deep snoring and sleep comes to your soul, amen, and you got to have it, amen, you've listened for voices and can't find them, amen, a direction from God and does not, but he said in a deep sleep, go ahead. In slumberings upon the bed. In slumbering upon the bed. Then then he openeth the ears of men. Then he open up your ears. Listen to me. He has a way of talking to you in the middle of the night. The Bible speaks of young men seeing visions and the old men dreaming dreams. Amen. Listen to me tonight. This morning, we are missing one of the greatest things. Amen. We're looking for theology and we're looking for books and we're looking for direction from this and that. Amen. When you don't need no direction when you've got God, when you've got the Holy Ghost, when you're baptized in Jesus' name, you live a holy consequence created life to God I want to tell you God will visit his people why don't you go back a little ways why don't you go back start back in first that again I want you to get this for God speaketh once God speaketh once yea twice twice yet man perceiveth it not just can't figure it out you know I've seen this happen so many times in my ministry. I just, I just couldn't figure it out. I don't know what he's talking about. And surely not. Maybe, you know, maybe that's not God's voice. Maybe that's somebody else's voice. Devil trying to lead me, direct me in a different direction. But he said, the Lord, go ahead. In a dream. In a dream. In a vision of the night. In a vision of the night. When deep sleep falleth upon me. Oh, when deep sleep falleth upon me. In slumberings upon the bed. And slumbering upon the bed. Then he openeth the ears of men. Then he opened up my ears. And sealeth their instruction. And he giveth them the instructions. I know it's real quiet. Because that tells me about 90% of you don't believe what I'm even talking about. He giveth instructions. Hallelujah. You don't need any other book but that book called the Holy Bible. You don't need direction from some man that says, Amen, on the radio, thus saith the Lord. It's not thus saith the Lord. 
He hath not been faithful in the word. He has not been faithful to God. Amen. What we need is to bury our head in this book and say, God, give me a revelation and a dream and a vision. I want to know. Mm. I'm tired of these elementary ways of trying to find the mind of God. Hallelujah. There's a well-known evangelist traveling throughout our midst. Uh, amen. And he pastors now. It used to be every month he'd call me and say, Have you heard anything from God? Can you tell me something about God? Can you give me direction in my life? Do you know anything? too lazy to find it for himself looking for an easy route to find it let me take my cool let's lift our hands a little bit glory glory when a man said that he's a prophet listen to me I'll put a big X on I wonder a question mark a man does not exalt himself. He does not classify himself amongst the prophets. Amen. But when God has the opportunity, amen, to use a man, honey, your head will get too big for a hat. You can't find one in the city. But when God deals with you in the middle of the night, brother, you ain't nothing to worry about. Walk that old platform. Let me just use this. We'll come back on that. I was preaching for Brother Dudley in Independence before he came to this church. I, uh, we got up Monday morning. We was going to the bank. I think it was. Remember, right? And I said, Brother Dudley, can I ask you a question? He said, yes, sir. I said, how long are you going to stay in Independence? How long are you going to be here? I said, you, would you please tell me? I, I told him this now. God's got a man for every city. But I said, why do you stay here and wrestle with this thing? I just talked to him. He's the, I call him my boy. He's my boy. Why do you stay here and wrestle with that thing? And tears begin to come out of his eyes. And he said, I had a dream. I said, oh, tell me your dream. He said, I dreamed I was ministering in another church. And I said, do you know where it's at? He said, oh, yes. I know where it's at. He said, it's in Wichita. And I said, mark it down. I said, first of all, I ask you a question. Was it God? It's God. You sure it's God? Yes, it's God. He said, but there's no way I can go to Wichita. I said, let me tell you something. God would not have given you something and not prepared the way to bring you there. Now, you may not like what I'm talking about, but still it's truth anyway. Oh, the only reason why this man sits here today because he got direction a long time before he ever got here. God visited him in the middle of the night. Amen. And said, hey. Dudley, I got something for you. I got something different for you. I'm going to send you to a place. 
I can see something. It's hard for me to believe. I'll tell you why. Because you ain't got enough spirituality to discern what I'm a preaching about. God's not blind. He's not on vacation. And he's not asleep. He's in the church. He'll always be in the real church. When the church wakes up, honey, they can have revival. Now, don't put anything together. I love Brother McMullins. He's been, I've been around him, ate with him. I know him well. And a good man. I have nothing, no, nothing, nothing to say anything bad. He's a good man. But he come here. Brother Dudley said, there's no way that I can go there. I said, I want to tell you something. Let me tell you something right now in the Holy Ghost. I said, when he gets back to Texas to get his license, he will be rejected. Did I tell you that? I said, he will be rejected. And I said, you'll be on your way to Wichita. He said, but I don't know, Brother Davis. I just don't know about that. I said, hey, did God give you a dream? Did I tell you, warned you over and over? I, he said, yes, sir. I said, was you in Wichita on a dream? I was there. I said, honey, mark it down. You'll be there. Well, that's 10% vote. That's better than none. It's the truth anyway. He said it, and when he come to preach, he called me that afternoon. He said, it don't look too good. I said, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the circumstances is. Did God give you a dream? He said, yes. I said, you'll be the pastor, and they may not know it, but you'll be there. Amen, because God never fails in a dream. Mm. Oh, I feel it. I feel the Holy Ghost. You're not through reading, read some more. If you're hungry, just hold off a while. I'll feed you a little something. That he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride. Wait, 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 wait. We're so stubbornly minded. Some of us as bad as old Balaam himself riding a mule. Sometimes God's got to run us up against the wall and crush our feet. Put us on the flat of our back where we can listen to him. Because we don't want to listen to the direction of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go ahead. I better go on. Go on. And hide pride from man. I, oh, pride. I. I don't want to, you know, point I get you in trouble. I. Go ahead. Is that he it? keepeth back his soul from the pit. He keepeth his soul back from the pit. In other words, God's going to save you. He's going to watch over you. He's going to direct you. He's going to give you direction. Amen. He's going to tell you what to do. He's going to save you from hell while he's doing it. Go ahead. And his life from perishing by the sword. And his life 
from just being wasted and perished. All right, let's go on. I've got to go on. I've got a lot of things here to do. And so Job tells us that it's in the nighttime that that it's so beautiful. The book of Job. Read Job 28, 2 and 28 if you would in Acts 2, 17. Very familiar verses of scripture. Hallelujah, the book of Job. Someone say praise the Lord. Now you'd rather for me preach holiness, wouldn't you? Let's go back on hunting. Oh, let's preach about dreams. Okay. <laughs> Read you. <laughs> and it shall come to pass. Afterwards. And it shall come to pass. That I will pour out my spirit. Oh, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Upon all flesh. Upon all. No, just a select few. Upon all, all flesh. flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall <laughs> prophesy. And your sons and your daughters are going to stand back and say, Thus saith the Lord. Mm. Glory. Sons and daughters. That means men and women. Yeah. They got, hey, they got a place in the church too, you know. Right. Well, go ahead. I'll get off of that. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your what? Your old men shall dream dreams. Old? Man, I've been old for a long time because I, I've been dreaming dreams I know for better than 30 years. Yes, sir. Had a few visions along the way, too. But God had directed my life year in and year out. Listen to me. Listen to this old preacher. Lord, I'll tell you what. I, I was thinking a while ago. You know, I used to look up to the elders. Now I'm the elders. Everybody's looking up at me because I'm the elder. But you, you old men shall dream dreams. Brother Westberg, that means we ought to be a dreamer. That means that we ought to be. Man, if anybody dreams going up and down the street, come to my place. I want to dream. Hallelujah. Glory. Everybody, all the, everybody say, the old men ought to dream dreams. All right, now we'll get to the young men just a minute. I read. Your young men shall see visions. Where's your visions at? Oh, I dreamed I was at the Taco Bell. Something that, oh, I tell you what, I dreamed I was on a deer stand somewhere. Mmm. As you cast your eyes down a little bit, would you? How about them visions? Hallelujah. I remember when I built a house, and uh, and uh, I bought a house, and, and after I got the Holy Ghost, I built a room on the back of the house, and I told my wife, I said, this is our prayer room back here. We want nobody in this room unless they've got the Holy Ghost, live for God. That means kinfolk, either side, don't matter who they are, neighbors or whatever, we're going to keep this room holy. I want to tell you something. In that room, listen to me. In that room, amen, a young old convert not knowing hardly how to get out of the rain, still don't know how to get out of the rain. Amen. God showed me the things above this earth. He showed me things below this earth. Amen. I began to see the things of him. Amen. It was in visions. It was not in make-believe pictures of somewhere. Amen. But God took me on a rendezvous in visions. 
Hey, I'm in the Bible. I'm not in the old uh, old, old uh, uh, Camelite doctrine of some nature. I'm in the book. And the young men shall see visions. Brother Nance, just keep asking him for him. Just keep asking him for him. One of these days he'll put you into a trance and you'll see things you ain't not a moroshana mahaya. For thus saith the Lord, if thou will seek my face, son, I will show you my glory. I'll open the heavens up for you, for I am God. Young person, it's time to see some visions. Come on, let's get out of that carnal appetite and look at what God's got for the church. You can be seated. I got two preacher boys. Pull their preachers. Had a woman tell me a while back said, Hey, them boys can out preach you. I said, I hope to God they can. I want them to. I want to see things that old dad never saw. Hell, I want them to see a double portion of everything, amen, that I've even had a touch of. I want to see the eyes of God shine upon them. I want to see the glory roll out. Honey, I'm not jealous. Glory. That's what's wrong with us. We're too jealous. Well, it don't happen in my place. Well, honey, get down and pray and die, and it might happen where you're at. Come on. Man, it's time to quit. Let me preach just a few more minutes. Glory. Hallelujah. Read Acts second chapter, verse number 17, almost identical, but let's bring it into the church. Someone and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith well, I'll God. I'll tell you what, I wish you'd hurry up and come on to pass. Hallelujah. I've always preached, hey, you young men, when you preach, shake me, tear me up, rattle my bones, bring me to the altar, let me weep and sob, get my soul right. Amen. Let, I want to feel what you feel in my ministry. I want you to do the same thing. Amen. Amen. Take and melt me. Amen. Whatever you've got to do to crush me. I had a man pray through the Holy Ghost here a couple weeks ago. Amen. And I told his wife that he'd prayed, been in the free churches for a while. Now let me just nail it. I'm sick of this free stuff. I thank God for the United Pentecostal Church. I won't tell you what I do because of the morality of it. They'll kick your little person out. If you don't live right, pay your bills, and you got a moral problem. 
But in this free situation, they can live like they want to without any rope tied around them and go and come as they please and do whatever they want to do. Amen. And nobody to look up to. Honey, I want to tell you what. You need somebody to look up to. You need someone sometime to slap your old hand and say, hey, you're not right. They don't come and tell us what to do, but sometimes there's a man that does come by and say, hey, you're not doing it right. Well, I'm doing more than tiptoeing through the tulips. I'm mashing them today. Hallelujah. Read, son. And it shall come to pass in the last days. In the last days. Say if, it, if this ain't the last days, when is the last days coming? Brother, next year they're going to change all the money. Amen. In the system of the country, throughout to be a worldwide money. Going to be a worldwide church, one church. Amen. One government. Amen. One money and one church. Amen. The world is closing in. We're living in the last days. And we're on the corner selling peanut brittle. And we're on the corner selling some kind of nature for the church to get by. Honey, if you get your heart in God and preach... Oh, you're meddling. You're mighty right I'm a meddling. Glory. I was preaching one night in my church several years ago. And I was preaching about fire. Holy Ghost fire. I said, it's here. I can feel it. It's all over me. It's in this place. God's in this place. And I began to preach. And I preached. Amen. I walked off of the platform. Amen. Walked down the aisle. And I began to preach fire. Holy Ghost fire. It's real. It's here. And a man from Florida, a visitor. My church didn't see nothing. But the man from Florida after church, he said, Pastor, I don't know who you are. I've never seen you before in my life. But he said, if you could have seen what I saw, I saw a bolt of fire coming behind you all the way to the platform. Go ahead. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. They're going to prophesy. Sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your young men shall. Hang your hat on it, honey. It's coming to pass. When that Bible says shall, repent and be baptized, everyone, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the reason of your sins, and ye shall... Boy, when you see that word shell, hang your hat on it. Hey, don't be jealous. Glory. Shell. Everyone say shell. Everyone say shell. Hey, that's me. God never do it to me. That's what I thought. 
Hey, I'm, I'm an old black sheep. My dad wasn't no preacher. My kinfolks weren't no preacher. Over 200 and some years back in the old family tree, there was only one Davis that was in, was a minister, and he was a Presbyterian back in the 1700s and something. Amen. The only preacher ever coming through the family. And, uh, and when God called me, I said, not me. I said, not me, God. Not me. I mean, it don't run in the lineage. God's not going to visit with me with a vision. It just don't run in the lineage. Hmm. It's not the normal thing, you know. You see, I'm preaching the unnormal thing this morning. And because God gave it to me. He said, the old man shall, what? And your old man shall dream dreams. Oh, dreamland. Dreamland. Nothing like having a... You see, you know, Brother Davis, visions. Now, I'm not too old to have a vision. Because about two weeks ago, I was in prayer. And there's an old boy I've been working on my church for years. I mean, he put a roof on one of the houses we had, church had, and donated it. He'd do anything in the world for me. And I, and I finally got him to come to church. And one afternoon in prayer, I saw that old boy standing in front of me just a talking in tongue. Boy, he's he just a getting with it. And that night I went to church. Brother Mullins was there. The night I went to church, and, and, he, and he walked up to the front. I said, hey, brother. Hey, I saw you get the Holy Ghost this afternoon in a vision while I was praying. I know him at all. I said, just open your mouth and go on and talk it out. And that man started talking in tongues and talking in tongues and shaking and jumping and running. Amen. He literally tore that place up in the front. I said, hey, I knew he was going to get it. I saw it this afternoon while I was praying. You see revival before it comes. You see a miracle before it happens. Glory. You don't have to walk to the pulpit all dry shot and wonder. Now, let me bring you another interpretation about what I want to preach about. Now, he said, if a man had been faithful in the word, let him tell the dream. Hallelujah. He's not going to tell it to somebody. He's not going to show his glory to somebody that doesn't love his word or doesn't keep his word. Now, now let me bring it down to where I like it. He didn't say night dreaming or day dreaming. <laughs> hey, old devil, you know, you might have you had a little intervention of the dream, maybe. I don't believe you did, but uh, just in case you did have a little bit of it. Uh, hey, man, this old preacher going to walk to the pulpit, uh, and I'm going to do a little daydreaming. Mmm. I feel something churning. Hallelujah. Hey, man, I, I'm wondering when it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen because I'm daydreaming about it. Uh, come on, Kansas, wake up. My Lord, let's have revival. Why don't you dream about a revival in your church? Instead of having that 19 or 20, dream of a thousand. Glory. 
I was preaching Brother Westbrook's church the other night. I turned around and I said, Brother Westbrook, have you got any new plans for a new building? Oh, my God, he done lost his mind, his head, everything about him. He hadn't got filled up what he built. I want to tell you, you can't build one big enough for God to dwell in. Heaven and earth cannot withhold his glory. God wants to visit his church. Think big. Think big. Think big. Think big. Quit thinking a little. Think big. Think big. Everybody say, think big. Think big. Think big. Hey man, let the devil know you're thinking big. Brother Seal Jasper ain't seen the revival God wants to send there. It's time to start thinking big. You need to go home and start, start daydreaming. Said, I believe I'll just build me a new building over here. I believe we'll come over this many feet. I think we'll come this way. Someone said, what in the world are you doing? I was just dreaming. Oh, Brother Seal. Maybe we need to take you to the doctor and get you a head examined, boy. No, you need that person needs to go to the altar and get another examination where God God says, you can't build anything too big for me. My Lord, help us, God. Help us. Help us to quit being so narrow-minded. God can't do that. Oh, praise God. I went into... Hospital room one time. I've got witness all this. And this woman said, A.E. Allen, never been a man like A.E. Allen. I said, He sure wasn't. I said, He died an alcoholic. Yeah. I've been in his services. I've never seen the miracles like A.E. Allen. I said, Woman, you got the Holy Ghost? She said, no. Been baptized in Jesus' name? She said, yes. But I've never received the Holy Ghost. I said, you don't know what it's all about. And there was a young lady sitting, laying in the bed, 14 years of age, that her spine was in a backward S, and she wore a brace from her chin to here. And her throat was locked solid tight. Couldn't swallow, couldn't eat soap. I mean, excuse me. Soup. Everybody say soap. See, you made the same mistake I did. Soup. Say, you thought it was soap too. Soup. And I looked at her. Hey, we serve the same God we've always served. I looked at that young lady. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I said, open up her throat. And while you're at it, take your finger, God, and reach down and run down her spine. And heal her completely in Jesus' name. And I wasn't shaking on her either. <laughs> Come on, you're about to get it. Some people, before they get it, they done lost it. 
she jumped out of that bed and she said, Grandma, my throat. I'm not, I'm not joking. She said, it's open, clear. And she reached around to, to see her back. And she said, Grandma, Grandma, it's straight. It's straight. You mean to tell me he's not the same God yesterday, today, tomorrow, at your home, at your church? I'm afraid to get way out. <laughs> Bury yourself in prayer and get in the word of God. You won't go way out because there'll be too many wet blankets around this old world. It'll cover you up anyway. Just go on and have your thing. What's God doing? Stand back and watch him do it. Glory. Oh, Lord. Help me. Going too long. Hallelujah. Acts the 10th chapter. I'm trying to hurry to close, and I am. Acts the 10th chapter. And verse number 1. Glory. I want you to look at something here. There was a certain man at Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the, of the band called the Italian band. He could play good Italian music. No, not really. He couldn't. <laughs> I don't mean that. <laughs> Devout man. One that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, and the angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius! And when he looked on him, he was afraid. Glory. Now let me tell you my experience with the angel. I really got in deep prayer one night in my room that I built God to dwell in. I mean, it was dark in there. And man, I mean, it was goosebumps on goosebumps. And I said, God, it's time for me to see that angel. I've heard him preach about it and talk about it. I said, Lord, I said, I want to see it. And about that time, I looked and something moved. And man, my heart began to skip beats and beat and hammer. I thought I was dying. It was my wife walking by. I found out I wasn't ready yet. You laugh, but brother, you've done what I would have done. Your heart would have beat out of almost out of its case too. Now my son, he saw one here just a few months back. Been in a very low state of life. But I'll let him tell about that. He's going to be preaching here this weekend. But uh, he saw an angel. Listen to what happened here. He's just a man, just like we are. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Man had a monument up there. Now, send men to Joppa, call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Now, there's a lot of men called Simon, but this one's at Joppa. Make sure you ask for. Peter, because this is Simon, whose surname is Peter, who lodges one Simon the Tanner. There's a lot of Tanners down there, but you find the one that's got the right tanning booth. Simon Tanner. 
All right. You see how God, how precise God is? I mean, seriously, you see how... I made a mistake. Everybody say soap again. <laughs> Glory. I like to see the man, he's unhuman and never made a mistake of some kind. But he was so precise in telling where God was and what God wanted to send him to a certain man named Simon Peter. And listen to this. And the Bible said, Send a Joppa, one Simon, whose true name is Peter. Lodge with one Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. There may be others, and you can really preach on this, your preachers, if you want to sometime. He lodged with one Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. The, the direct message from God, the angel of the Lord to Simon, I mean to Cornelius. And tell us what thou hast to do. And you know, and then God on the other end was talking to Simon Peter. And he saw a vision, you know, the, the old net led down, all different kind of animals and so forth. And he said, slay and eat. And you all know the story well. And, uh, and so the Bible said, while Peter yet thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men that were sent before him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom thou seekest. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, the one that feared God, one of a good report. And he begins to tell him on. All right, now, I must go just a little bit farther. I've got to go into Joseph. Amen. Brother Lee, you, you trampled it real good, done a good job. And I, I want to just a few minutes. In the book of Genesis, the 37th chapter, tells us of a man named Joseph. I can't read the book of Joseph, uh, the life of Joseph in the book of Genesis without weeping and crying. And uh, the Bible said, verse number 4, Genesis 37, And when his brothers saw their father loved him more than all of his brethren, they hated him, and could not speak peaceful unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and his brothers hated him yet the more. Now, I want to tell you what, when revival really comes to your church, when your brothers start saying, wonder what he's doing over there. Must be a lot of rain. Certainly not praying them through the right way. I didn't know there was a wrong way. Hey, I, I'm, I'm for revival. And they're going to come in the right way. Amen. But I want to tell you what. When you preach the word of God, just like it was last night, that sinner man came to the altar and prayed. You can't preach too hard for a sinner to come. Because they love it. We don't, but they do. Let's go a little farther now. And the Bible says... Verse number 8, And the brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him, yet the more for his dreams and for his words. Now what are you getting at, brothers? What I'm telling you is this. I don't think your family's going to hate you for what you stand for. I've heard that said, but I don't believe that. Because my wife and I have perfect harmony. And she's the one, instead of patting you on the back, she kicks me in the seat of the britches. Get out there and do it. Do it. Go on. Get with it. Amen. She'll tell me when I'm wrong. 
Now, honey, you missed it tonight. I remember one night, I'll never forget in the church, I've got some heavy set people in my church. That's the first thing I looked at when I walked in to make sure I wasn't out of the crowd. I said, we need to have a victory march around this place. I mean, everybody. And I, I seen one old lady that she just barely weighed about 300 pounds. Elderly. I went home. My wife said, are you sure that was God tonight? I didn't want to tell her right then. I didn't think it was. I said, you go on to bed. <laughs> this old boy's going to have a prayer meeting. <clears throat> God, I, I tell you what, I repented over everything that I'd ever done, everything I'd ever thought of that night. Amen. And everything I could think of was going to happen in the future, I was repenting of. I'm sorry, God, I just missed it. Amen. Glory. But they hated him. Glory. Brother Nance, when revival comes to Kansas City, up where you're at, and brother's going to look at old brother Nance. Look what he's doing over there. Yeah. He must be one of them old clothesline preachers. You preach Holy Ghost, he'll clean up. You don't need to preach clothesline. He'll take care of it. When I come into church, I never heard television preached against. But before my wife, when my wife got the Holy, before she got the Holy Ghost, if I remember right, right after she got the Holy Ghost, it took a year before I got the Holy Ghost. I was a hardhead, and uh, I told my wife, I said, "Television got to go." What? Television got to go. And she said, "Yeah, I know, it's got to go." No one preached about it. Holy Ghost preached to me. I mean, I was down saying, I love you, Jesus. I want the Holy Ghost, God, with my ring on, you know, that, that diamond on that sparkle, you know. Make sure it's twisted just right where that blueness will shine in the lights where everybody can know you're, you're a real executive in the insurance business. All right. And when I got close to God, God said, take that thing off. Hey, I never heard the preacher preach against it. He never said a word about it. I thought, well, I'll try. Put it in my pocket. We can feel more of God. As soon as I left the altar, slip it back on. <laughs> See, my wife had a full carrot, and she's wanting to get rid of hers, and I didn't want her to get rid of hers. So, because, well, full carrot dinner ring, full carrot wedding engagement ring. Me with a big old stone, pretty good sized diamond on my hand, and and uh, but the night I got the Holy Ghost, I I I lift my hands up and God said, "Take that thing off, would you?" I said, uh, "I guess I will." Put it back in my pocket, raised my hand. God filled me with the Holy Ghost, and I walked out the door and I thought, "Well, I can put her back on now." <laughs> got the Holy Ghost, you know. I reached out of my pocket again. He said, "You don't want to put that thing on." She said, just leave it in your pocket. She said, get rid of it. Okay, I will. I'll get rid of it. Honey, um, I understand what you've been feeling all these months. And <laughs> take them off. Preacher never said nothing. <laughs> 
Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Glory. Praise God. I, I know I'm late. I know I'm late, but I didn't get to Florida late. It's Brother Moody's fault. Blame him. <laughs> and he's... Br- <laughs> Excuse me, brother. <laughs> Verse 8, and they hated him. All right, I'm hurrying. And they hated him. And... Uh, <clears throat> But the Bible said, verse number 8, or 11, listen, look what it says. And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. He observed his dreams. Hey, just laugh at me and make fun of me and mock me and say, <laughs> he must have. I went to Oklahoma City one time, and I saw one of our preachers fall on the wayside. And I went up to him, and I said, Brother, I said, I hate to bother you, but have you got a few minutes where I could just talk to you by myself? I said, God showed me a dream about you, and I'd like to tell you about it. He said, Oh, Brother Davis, <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, you know, one of them liberal deals, you know. <laughs> bless your heart. You sure you didn't eat too much before you went to bed? I said, I didn't eat too much. I said, I knew exactly what God dwelt me. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. They didn't want to hear about it. And let me just tell you, you that, that really want to be used of God, they're gonna, people are going to look and say, hmm, hmm, you know, glory. Let's go on. You didn't get that, so let's go on. Now, he talked about the pit. Let's talk about it just for a second. And they stripped him of Joseph's coat of many colors that was upon him and took him and cast him into the pit. And the pit emptied, and there was no water in it. And I use this in Brother Westberg's church, just, just this little section right here. And they sat down to eat bread with their brother that was cast into the pit. He hadn't got what I'm talking about. Joseph's down in the pit. Now here's the dreamer. Here's the man that's walking with God. Here's the man that really loves God. And his brothers up there, they're a bunch of uh, feminine, adulterers. I don't know if it's feminine, but adulterers and everything else. And, and uh, did everything, mischievous things. And Because he told the evil reports to the fathers, the reason why they hated him. And the Bible said, and they sit down and ate bread. And Joseph down in the pit down said, let me out. Please let me out. Please let me out. Go on, Joseph, dream a dream. And you'll be hated of all men for his name's sake. Listen to me. I'm preaching on an angle. Amen. That nobody, I've never heard nobody preach on it. Amen. But I want to preach on it just for a few minutes here. You'll be hated when you become a dreamer and a vision, a man of visions. Oh. Think you're super spiritual. No, 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 no. no. Just, just trying. I remember when I went to Dallas. In Mississippi, brother, and said, I'll ask you a question, brother David. said, how did you get in Dallas? You, who'd you know over there? I said, did you ever hear of Jesus? <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm done. <laughs> Glory. Now, I want to tell you something, though. The Bible tells us that they had to fall or joke before they could have any meat or corn to eat. Amen. There come a famine in the land. Amen. And I want to tell you there's a famine in our churches today wanting a real move of God. Amen. 
reveal it to them that dream and have visions. Whether you believe it or not, honey, God's going to visit his church like he's never visited his church. And he's going to visit a church that believes in the complete, not only the five-fold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but the dreams and the visions. You can be seated. I'm hurrying to a close. My Lord, I could preach till five o'clock. Hallelujah. Glory. Everyone say praise the Lord. My Lord, let's quit being so simple-minded and think that God's just going to visit one or two individuals. He's no respecter of person. I got to tell this. I was with my pastor and I heard him tell this story. He said, Brother Davis, he said, uh, uh, many years ago, he said, I was in prayer, and God spoke to me. And he told me these words. If you love me, and if you'll walk with me, I'll open up the heavens. I'll bless them and bless thee, and I'll curse them and curse thee. And I will give you better, and feed you better, and give you more than any man on the face of the earth. Now, I'll give you his number. You can call him if you'd like. And so old Davis says, uh, yep, pretty good. It's good. I got out of his car. I got into a place to pray. I said, God, let me ask you a question. You respect her persons? Do you love him more than you love me? <laughs> And one night in prayer while I was a praying and God spoke these words. As I spoke to John on the Isle of Patmos, so I speak to thee. As I spoke to Abraham, so I speak to thee. I will bless them at blessing. I will curse them at curse thee. I will open up the heavens and bless thee, saith the Lord. I've had men come in my office and said we've got a little special job we want you where you make a little extra money in the church I said I'm not interested but you don't understand we've got Bibles you make $25 a Bible and you can sell at least 200 in your church I know you can I said how much are they he said $25 I said they'll be sold for $25 he said no 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 you don't understand what I'm talking about he said to make you a little extra money I said I don't need your money what Caesar's got anything he's got God called me he said he'd take care of me he'd feed me I'm not going to a second avenue choice of an opportunity to make a dollar or two God called me come on you that are here, you need to say, God called me, God's going to feed me. God's going to take care of me. He's no respecter of person. And get off of that mumbling bench. God loves you as much as he loves anybody else. Amen. Well, glory. I remember, and I'm going to close, because I'm, well, I'm 40 minutes over. I'm sorry. Please. Please forgive me. I dreamed several years ago. I won't tell two dreams. Let me tell this one first. I was going through a situation in my life that uh, it was really severe. Not whether I live for God or not. That I may I crossed that 
when I got the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's it, settled there. And uh, I dreamed I was walking through an open field of a bunch of sand. And I came to a, a great big sand levee, so to speak. It was just like an embankment coming up. And I was trying to get over it. And I couldn't get over it. There's no way I could get over it. I tried every way I could get over it. Couldn't get over it. And I had a big old dog with me. And the dog was walking real close to me. And I couldn't get over so I, I thought I'd just go back and see if I could find another direction to get up on top of that to go on. And when I did, there was a big snake. Man, it was about from here to that, that, that pulpit there. Big old snake. He's after me. And I said, huh, I'll get you, old boy. I'll find a stick somewhere and I'll kill you. And I began to look for a stick. And while I was looking for a stick, I missed my dog. My dog was gone. And I, I turned around after a while, and here come my old dog with that snake in his mouth. And that dog with his ears all bleeding, his face was bleeding, his body was bleeding. What a fight he put up with that snake. And he had the snake in, the mouth, in his mouth, in the middle, and dragging both sides of it to me. And when he got up to me, Brother Deeds, he just opened his mouth and... <laughs> And dropped it. In other words, Master, I killed your snake. You know, I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? He said, let me tell you something. God began to tell me. He said, you can kill every snake in your people. Listen to me, man of God, all of you. You can kill every... There's not a devil that you're afraid of. I'm not afraid of any of them. I'll box their ears back any day of the week. I done met the prince of my city and told him he wouldn't rule my church. I done had a rendezvous with him. I can tell you all about it. But I want to tell you something. I'm not afraid of any devil in my church that can come through them doors or what they may say. I can rebuke it in Jesus' name and they'll run for their life. But I want to tell you what. There's sometimes that you need someone to kill your snake that's on your footsteps. Preacher, sure. uh, you shed your head, nod, Bob Baptist, nod. Or I preached in a place called Seminary one time. It should have been called Cemetery. All I could get was, yeah. <laughs> it don't matter. Praises don't mean nothing. I mean, preaching the word. God told me, He said, the dog is the church. And the church will kill every snake that'll come after you. But the church has got to get together to kill the snake. And when the church sees that you'll kill their snake, they'll take care of you. Oh, I know that all of you are princes in a palace that never gets any problems or so forth of health. There's a time. See, I lost my eye over here. I went blind in this eye. And God gave it back to me. It was because some brothers in this church that got together and began to pray in the wee hours of the night when I had the accident. God, our pastor is going to be one-eyed. Brother Conkle can witness to this. He's going to be one-eyed. God, if you don't do something. Tom Johnson, Colorado Spring, my son called him. Tom Johnson called me in the hospital and said, Elder, he said, uh, uh, me and my wife had a long prayer about your eye. 
And they done told me. They didn't give me x-rays. They're going to take the eye out. They're going to put a glass eye in. There was no hope for it whatsoever. And old Tom Johnson said, I got a word from the Lord. I said, speak on. I couldn't kill the snake. And so he said, when the nurse comes in, you'll see out of the eye. God's going to give it back to you. And when the nurse came in, she took the bandage off, and my eye was all mattered shut. And I was blinded. I mean, I was a blind man. I promise you, I can tell you, go on story long length of it, how it was blind. And I said, here goes. Honey, I can see you perfectly. I'm not colored blind. My eyes, perfect. I needed someone else to kill my snake. Oh, God, there's Brother Davis. Give me his eye back, God. I laid in that bed in the hospital, Mary Shields Hospital, and I said, God, one-eyed preacher, I've seen you raise the dead. Oh, the enemy's going to laugh. One-eyed preacher. God, just leave die. Be a one-eyed preacher. I know there's one-eyed preachers, God, but God says, your people will kill the snake. He'll take care of it. They'll take care of it. Closing. Not the first and last, not, but this is it. This is closing. I dreamed one time that I've had hundreds of dreams. Let me tell you two dreams. I, I'm sorry. Oh, close two times in. I dreamed I was in an apostolic revival. I've never seen it yet. And there were 1,000 people that were there. And I just got all beside myself and preached. And the Holy Ghost fell. And there were 1,000 people that got the Holy Ghost at one time. God gave me that dream. I've seen them come out of the wheelchairs in my dream. I'm still looking for the wheelchair. Hallelujah. I've seen the blind heal. The ears open. Glory. I saw a man in my son's church this year in March that had trouble with his back since 1983 and four discs was all tore up. He was a wheelchair man, wheelchair victim. And they told him that he'd never work any day the rest of his life, 80, in 1983. He'd been on Social Security and all the other. And I stood there that night in his church and I said, I am tired of praying for people with little small things. I said, give me a terminal case. God told me tonight a terminal, a terminal, a terminal, a terminal case. Without no, uh, not worrying about a terminal case. You can call my son and ask him. He preached the PK camp here. And, and there was a man that walked up there, and I didn't know him from that. I've never seen him before in my life. Didn't know nothing about him whatsoever. Didn't know he had this back problem until he told me later. And he come up with tears in his eyes, and I laid my hands on him, and God laid him out in the floor. And when he came to, he come to me and he said, Brother Davis, he said, I saw a big old hand go over my whole body. And my back is perfectly healed and whole. And he gave me a six-blade letter page. I got it at home. If you want to read it, you can read it, of what his condition was.
Now, I've got a lot of dreams I could tell you, but I want to tell you about this one. I dreamed that Dad had died, and Dad has been dead for many years. And I dreamed I was in West Texas, and uh, Dad was, I went in where Dad was laying. In my dream, I said, I'm going to bring him out of that casket. God knows I love that man. He, I don't know where it be today if it wasn't for him. And I, and I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith and get him out of there. And my dad opened his eyes and he said these words. Son, I'm happy where I'm at. Don't bring me back. But I've got a word for you. Speak, Dad. Tell me. You're dirt. You're dirt. Listen to me, son. You're dirt under his feet. You're nothing. Remember, you're nothing. You'll never be anything. You're nothing. I said, I know it, Dad. He's everything. I'm nothing. He's dirt. And that's exactly the way I feel today. But listen to me, church, men of God. You're missing the most beautiful direction that God can give you in dreams and in visions. Their Bible. I haven't preached out of the Bible. Their Bible is in the book. We are missing. We're missing the greatest direction and ever could be from God because we fail to consecrate, dedicate, and to be dirty.